0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. I'm Scott Jagau. Glad to be joined right now by Johnny Rabbit. Always a shining moment in the program every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Boy, the newsroom looks great with those sparklers you got set up in there. That is really great, Scott. <laughs> Ah, Well, you never know what's going to happen. Independence Day is going to happen pretty darn fast. It's really hours away. Well, let's take a look back to some Fourth of July festivities of the past in St. Louis. Let's go 156 years ago. This was the biggest of them all, the great gala grand opening festival for the bridge that many, including engineering experts, said that's going to fall into the murky Mississippi. It'll never last. The original name during its seven years of construction was the St. Louis and Illinois Bridge, but it was renamed Eads Bridge in honor of its designer and engineer, James Buchanan Eads. The steel, incidentally, for the structure was from the Andrew Carnegie Keystone Bridge Company. Andrew was a co-owner of the bridge. Mr. Eads Bridge was the first to cross that watery divide south of the Missouri River, and its official opening, that started at the crack of dawn in a sunny and hot, wouldn't you know it, 4th of July, 1874. Well, things really got underway fast, and it became one of our city's greatest, maybe uh, best 4th of July events. To kick things off that day, there was a 13 gun salute for the original 13 colonies of the USA. Then, right at 9 a.m., 100 guns were fired from the riverfront 50 in St. Louis, 50 in East St. Louis. That signaled the start of a gigantic parade that hundreds of thousands of people had gathered on both sides of the Mississippi to witness. Many of those spectators thought the bridge, it's going to collapse. That included Samuel Wiggins, owner of the Wiggins Ferry Company, or at least he hoped so because it was going to kill his ferry boat business. At the ceremony, Eads Bridge was dedicated by hometowner President Ulysses S. Grant. Another hometown boy, General William Tecumseh Sherman, drove the Golden Spike to complete the construction that linked the East with the West. On that big opening day, thousands of marchers and bands and conveyances of all types crossed over the bridge. Sounds like a Patty Page song. That parade was the biggest in our town's history. It stretched for 15 miles, snaking through city streets. The first big test of the bridge's stability. It actually happened a few days before June 14th when an elephant from a traveling circus was led across it no incident, there is a belief then and now that elephants have instincts that would make them avoid walking on anything unsafe. Another test had been when James Eads sent 14 locomotives back and forth across the bridge at one time. Unfortunately, due to several issues related to rail service, Eads Bridge was a failure, a financial flop, the bridge company went bankrupt the next April. It was sold at auction for two million million, one-fifth of its actual cost. Then in 1904 and the 4th of July, at our great St. Louis World Sphere, there was a massive military parade culminated by stirring patriotic speeches, including one from the great orator William Jennings Bryan, who was called a great commenter. Bryan, incidentally, was the Democratic Party's nominee for U.S. president in 1896, 1900, and 1908. Plus, on that day, There was a dramatic reading of the Declaration of Independence made next to the Liberty Bell that was displayed in the fair's Pennsylvania building. Over the years, a total of millions of people attended the Fourth of July celebrations on our riverfront, of which... 1964 was the original, and the original sponsor was Famous Bar. Well, it became known as the VP Fair and Fair St. Louis, but the celebration started off being called Famous Bar's Annual Independence Day Water and Sky Spectacle. If you're a car fan, that's nothing really to do with the Fourth of July, don't miss my free presentation. It's called A History of the Automobile in St. Louis, and what a history it is. It's going to be from 1030 to noon, Tuesday, July 11th, at the Cool by Refrigeration Lee Auditorium of the Missouri History Museum. and We'll have a lot of stuff. Uh, Celebrities there that know all about cars, like Ben Hilliker and Jerry Pershbacher of the Horseless Carriage Club, Molly Butterworth, Time House, they wrote a book called They Will Run. We'll have dozens of pictures and stories. And, And incidentally, the very first car in St. Louis, was at this time 130 years ago. Uh, some of our info today came from Francis Hurd-Stadler's book, St. Louis Day by Day, Joe Sonderman's book, St. Louis 365, and Edna Gravenhorst's book, Famous Bar. Now I'm going to be back on KMOX, well, let's see, that's going to be next Sunday morning at 8.50 um, with uh, Scott Jago, and Scott is going to allow us to go back again, as we did a couple of weeks ago, to 1927 and the St. Louis connections, and there were plenty of them, to Lindbergh. Lucky Lindbergh, Lindbergh's famous flight. I hope you can tune in for that. I hope you can stick around because the Roamer is on the way back to the microphone right now. This is Johnny Rabbit and KMOX. And now we return you to Scott the Roamer, and watch for him. He may be coming soon to a neighborhood <laughs> near you. Hopefully. And yeah. it was funny you mentioned the uh, uh, Lindbergh because my roaming St. Louis spot this week is the downtown St. Louis airport. Oh, well, good, pretty neat. That's that's great. Thank you. All right, thanks, Johnny. Talk to you next week